day 301. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is mm-hmm. a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right, today we're in 1 John, but next week is the last week of us going through the Bible in a year, right? It's not the last week of the podcast. We're still going to mm. have some stuff for y'all and keep things going. But yeah. next week is the last week. So shout out to everybody who's, yeah, stuck with it, right? Going to do a pizza party at the end, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we want to celebrate at the end. Um, but real quick, quickly, I want to give a shout out to um, Valerie and uh, Bobby Scott. Um, just two people who we got to talk to right before uh, last weekend. And, man, they just really encouraged me. Uh, they really encouraged us about the podcast. And so yeah. shout out to y'all for keeping up, for really, really keeping up, uh, sending such encouraging emails and, um, yeah, walking with us through this time. I'm super encouraged by the things you guys have shared. And that type of stuff spurs me on to keep going. Yeah. yeah. Matt Boga, too. Matt's been with us since, like, day one. And he's yeah, super yeah. Matt's been super encouraging, yeah. too. Yeah. Thanks, bro. If you want to shout out, hey, man, keep going. <laughs> and get shout outs if you ain't, you know, oh. rocking with us. Nah, right. But nah, man, yeah, super good. All right. The book of First John, right? It yeah. is an interesting letter, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so the order and the structure, I mean, as you read through it, it probably felt yeah, like less like a cyclical thought and more like somebody who, you know, was preaching but didn't really have like point one, point two, or point three. It, it's yeah. like, I feel like you're just getting up there talking right so so what's helpful is for us to kind of get categories right uh but the very first thing is a purpose statement or a thesis statement right why did john write this book and the thesis of this comes in all right first john 5 13 right he just outlines it and he says this look i've written these things right john why did you write this (laughs) he said i've written these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life, right? Not just salvation, but assurance. In the Gospel of John, John writes, I write these things so that you may believe. You who don't believe, I want you to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Mm -hmm. Now John's saying, look, I'm writing this stuff for y'all who believe in the Son of God as people are trying to sneak in and upset your faith. I want you to know and to be assured of what you have. And salvation is a great gift. Assurance of salvation Mm. is a complimentary, but a great gift as well, right? It's possible to be saved and to doubt, to not really Mm. know, to constantly be turned back and forth. It's another thing to be saved and to know and to be firm in that. And that's the gift that John wants people to unwrap as they read this book. Yeah, real quick on the structure um, to your point, man, is there's this he's so he it seems as if he doesn't have any rhyme or reason to what he's doing. Um, But in the ancient world, it was something called amplification by augmentation. Right. Um, And basically what he's doing is he's going to have these themes that he's going to amplify as he goes throughout. So he'll talk about God being light and what that means for us, he'll fill out further. God being love, what that means 
and what it means for us, he'll fill out further, kind of like a balloon, right? Right. Um, and it kind of swells and blows up and blows up. And like you said, purpose statement is at the end. It seems like he did that in John's gospel too. It seems like if he was preaching, he'd be like, all right, man, the whole reason I did all this, bro, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> was because X, Y, Z, right? And right. so you just kind of see uh, John's hand uh, in this book. Um, and we'll even see him as well in Revelation. So. Yeah. All right. So here's the three buckets, right? So um, the reason why it's helpful to have these three buckets is so that you know where to place all the stuff that you read, right? If I give you a thousand marbles, just dump them in your hands right now, you're probably going to drop them all. You can't walk out with them. If I give you three baskets first and then I give you a thousand marbles, yeah. you've got a place to put each one and you can walk out. So that's what he does in the book. He's going to give these three tests to people. He's like, yo, I really want y'all to know that y'all have eternal life and these are the three tests throughout this book right uh jesus is god that's one god is light that's two god is love that's three all right mm -hmm. so the first one he's going to say jesus is god people that believe that jesus is the son of god are on good theological grounds but that's not all that there is right mm -hmm. that where you have that one uh, the next one is this, uh, but you also have to believe that God is light. You you also have to believe that Jesus didn't just save you so that you could live however you want. There is this moral standard. The people of God walk with a moral excellence. God is yeah. light. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, God is love. The moral excellence is not just people that keep rules and don't cheat on tests. Mm -hmm. It's people that proactively take care of the needs of other people. It's people that love this neighbor love that the Bible has mm -hmm. talked about. So where somebody believes and lives as if Jesus is light, or as if Jesus is God, is God, yeah. God is light, and God is love, folks who yeah. believe that and walk like that, yeah. what John's gonna say is, I've written these things to you so that you who believe in the name of, or, or believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life you can be assured that you have that light yep um real quick to even comment on what you said man like i love that um you talked about you know jesus being god so you have in this letter john is just going to talk to these folks and tell them that there's false teaching right and people right. are not are saying jesus isn't god but they're also saying like man he's you know specifically not the christ right he's not right. the messiah that god had promised in the old testament that Jesus is not um, the son of God, right? right? Like God is not his father, that kind of thing. That's what he's gonna say. Oh, if you ain't got the son, you ain't got the father either. Right. Um, but he's also gonna say that, you know, some people deny that Jesus came in the flesh. flesh. Right. Right. And so uh, that was a early church false teaching, heresy, docetism, right? That Jesus wasn't really a human being, that he only seemed human, right? right? And um, docetism comes from the Greek word dokeo, which means to seem or to think. And again, Jesus's humanity is crazily important right. for our salvation, right? right if he, right. On, a, on the most basic level, and this could go so deep, if he wasn't human, then there wouldn't have been a perfect human right. to die for humans, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so uh, this stuff is so important. And again, people had left the church because of this. Right. Got into this false teaching. They left the church. They called what they were called secessionists, right? They seceded yeah. or, 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 or separated from the church. And he's like, no, 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 no. I don't want y'all to think 
man, like, I don't want y'all to be up in arms about y'all's faith just right. because cats have left the faith. Right. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and so, yeah. like you said, bro, to that assurance, he gets it in and uh and lets him know. Yeah, yeah. And so he starts off the book, and I mean our time's starting to run out, but it's uh <laughs> he starts off the book and he's like, No, no, listen, what we've heard, like we saw yeah, it, bro. we touched with our hands. So he's gonna use all this tactile language. Look, look, people that say uh that he just seems like he was a a human, mm -hmm. he's like, No, bro, I we touched like we was sleeping on the ground like right next to one another john's like yo i'm the one that fell asleep and constantly laid on his chest i'm telling yeah. you that was a human chest right and so mm -hmm. he's saying no we're close mm. and then what he says is ah but look but the things that we've shared what he's saying is no but we gave it to you we wanted to relay it to you so that you would have fellowship with us mm -hmm. and indeed ours is is with christ and so you see him as mm -hmm. this like broker of relationship or hope that he sees himself as no no, no look, look i want to draw you in so that you can be close with us not just so that you can uh enjoy the fun that we have but he's like i see my mm -hmm. life as a channel to mm -hmm. channel you to god like success mm -hmm. is um holding on to God with my right hand. I reach out to you with my left hand. As soon as you grab my left hand, I connect my left and my right hand and I bring you into relationship with God. And isn't that how it worked for so many of us, yeah, right? Like we found ourselves in relationship with the people of God and that's what, yeah, drew us in. Yep, absolutely. Uh, to, to your point, man, as well, like, you know, he's talking about this fellowship he wants them to have and he's like, though, this is the message we preach. God is light. God right? is light. He has that statement in in uh, chapter one, and then the statement that God is love in chapter four. Right now, I think uh, it, it'll be good to emphasize. You know, we talk about you know the divine attributes, right? Right. And what John is saying here is that no, no, no. Like God is light, and I think we read that as like, oh, God has light. No, right. What he's saying like God is holy light. W h o l l y. Right. right. He's holy light. Meaning the subject, God, and the predicate, light, are equal. Okay. Right? Yep. They are the exact same. God is God's attributes right. are not things that he has, not parts of him. Right. They, they are him. They are his essence. Yeah. And what he's saying here is like, no, no, no. God is like he is unmixed holiness and purity. Right. And he's like, yo, there's no darkness in him. Right. And you can't walk in darkness if you say you really walk with him it's right. like trying to sit in a room that's fully lit and fully dark at the same time right that's impossible yep right and so john is saying no 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 like if we really have fellowship and it's so crazy he's like if we really have fellowship with god or if we really uh believe that he's he's light um and we walk in darkness we hinder our fellowship with one another right yep right because to have fellowship with uh, God is to have fellowship with the church, yeah. with his people. That's Those so two things are inseparable. And that's one of the things that he's getting at here too. That's so good. And this walk too, like I, I love the phrase that he's gonna use, uh, walk in the light or walk in darkness, right? Because what a walk is, it's you know moving in a general direction consistently, right? So God is light, uh, none of us are perfectly light right mm -hmm. so there's some folks that may read this and be like ah man but 
shoot, but I still sin, right? So does that mean that that I can't be with God? And what he's trying to say here is, no, 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 look, look. Assurance of salvation is not about the presence of sin or not in your life, because we all have sin, and that's what he's going to get at. Mm-hmm. But what he's going to say for the people of God, this assurance of salvation is about your posture towards sin in your life, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When it comes, do mm-hmm. you justify, excuse it away, and are consistently mm-hmm. walking away from God, or when it comes, do you? acknowledge it, own it, repent of it, and get back up and walk, right? It is this faith journey, and we are meant to walk towards God. And chapter two is going to start off and say, yo, look, I'm writing these things so that you don't sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, He's the propitiation of our sin and not for ours, but for the uh, whole world. That what John's saying is, look, look, look. I'm writing this to you so that you know that even if you sin and fall, uh, that's the reason why Jesus died on the cross for us, so that we could repent, get back up, and walk towards God, right? Mm. We have this responsibility to walk in the light, and that is posturing our backs towards sin, right? Mm. Even though we may turn around from time to time, we get back up and walk towards Christ. Yep. Yo, do not love the world or the things of the world. Right? If anybody loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. One of my favorite verses. Everything in the world, he's like, yo, don't love the world. And I'm going to tell you what's in the world. The lust right. of the flesh, yeah. the lust of the eyes, the pride of life or pride in one's possessions. And uh, most people say that the lust of the flesh is this parent category for the other two. right? So from the lust of the flesh come the lust of the eyes. Seeing things in this life that makes you want to covet. I want what he has. Why does he have it? I need to have it. Right. The pride in one possession, pride in one's possessions, is being puffed up about what you have materially, right. or using your life, spending your life trying to get the material possessions right. uh, that other people have. And so he's saying, like, yo, fam, these cravings, right? These loves, right? These enticing loves root out the love of the Father, mm. right? That you can't love these things more than god and still have god right, right. it's it's not they're, they're all consuming mm. and so he tells us like no no no, love the father and part of again this is part of what it means to walk in the light right it's not just that we do things differently it's that our loves are different right right the very core of who we are yep yep and in with the same emphasis that he tells us don't love the world mm. um he's gonna say ah but here's who you should love right love god yeah but the person that claims that they love God, and he's going to say this in chapter two and four, the person that claims that they love God who they can't see, but yeah. doesn't love their brother who they can see mm. is playing himself. Right. Yeah. And I think what's helpful is, um, so I think we tend to think the opposite of love is hate. Mm. And that is just not true. Mm. The opposite of love is apathy is this Amen. unconcern, right? Mm. So when he tells us to love the brothers, most of us come into uh, the context or we may find ourselves in a church or with a community of folks and we're like, mm-hmm. uh, well, uh, I don't love them or I love them, but I don't gotta like them, right? <laughs> and it's this way where we play ourselves and we say, no, 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 I love them 
but I'm just apathetic towards their needs. Yeah. And John's going to get at this in chapter four and just say, no, 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 no. You can't say that you love somebody, mm. see them in need, have worldly goods to take care of that need and not proactively out. help out. That is not love. That is the opposite of love. How do mm. we know? What did Christ do? Christ mm. saw us in our needs. Christ had the good to take care of those needs. And he showed his love and that he took care of our needs. And if we are really his, then we should walk uh, as he walked. And yeah. that is just a huge challenge for us where the bar on love in our world is so small, right? That uh, yeah. we say we love somebody just because we don't hate them, but the gospel calls for something more, not just for us not to hate, but to proactively love as Christ mm. has loved us and provided an example. And as Christ has filled us with his spirit and provided yeah. us with the power to Amen. do that. Yeah. And he's like, man, God is love, right? God mm. is love, right? And mm. so even again, <laughs> you know, I've heard people say, well, see, the Bible says that God is love. That means one. That's his greatest attribute, or also that love is God. And it's like, no, 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 bro. Like, no, like literally the way it's constructed in Greek, like God is the subject, right? It right. has the, the 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 definite article. God is the subject. Love is the predicate. It is meant to be read that way. John constructed it that way. Right. But again, love, we have to remember, love is original to God. So right. what we do is we take the highest forms of creaturely love mm. and map that onto the creator, mm. right? When it's always the other way around. The right. reason that the Bible can say that God is love is because God in the, being the father, son, and spirit has always existed. There's always been this mutual love between the father and the son in the mutual bond in the Holy Spirit. Mm. Now he reveals that love, that's, that's incomprehensible beyond our capacities to understand. Right. But he reveals it right. in a humanly way in sending his son, the Bible says, right. but also in his son dying. So it's, it's not just in his son dying, it's in sending him. The fact that God took flesh right. was, was the, is the most incomprehensible, God became a man, right? right? That's the most incomprehensible thing in the world and that shows God's love, that he mm. sent his son into earth. Amen. And then that he once he came into earth, he died for us, right. showing us that that love in the, the best creaturely way we can possess and embody love is through laying our lives down mm. for one another based on what Christ has done for us in the gospel. Amen. And to the extent that we believe and embody all those things, that Jesus is God, God showed himself completely and fully in his son. We acknowledge that God is light, that we spend our lives walking as he walked. Yeah. And we acknowledge that God is love, that we like that moral excellence is channeled to and through people that are in need, that need us to the extent that our lives are made up of all of those three things. John wants us to know. All right, Christian, as failed or as flawed as you are, as you continue to fail, I want you to know that you can have an assurance that God is in you and he's working in and through you. So I don't know what your weeks have been like. I don't know what your last week has been like, but I want you to know that those three things, that if God is working in you in those ways and they're increasing and growing, regardless of how flawed or failed of a week you might feel like you have, 
uh, yeah, we're podcasting this to you so that you would know that you have eternal life. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that uh, the only prerequisite for having eternal life in this life is to believe in the one whom you've sent. Um, and so, Lord, we just ask that we would remember that by faith we have the things that you want to give us. Um, help us to walk in the light. Help us to walk in love. Help us to hold on to the truth about who Jesus is, about who you are, Father, and about what you've called us to do. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.